0: He needs to go through a period of some serious counseling and some serious repentance um, and getting his heart and his mind right and bringing his body under control of the Holy Spirit before he goes into marriage instead of thinking that if I marry, if we get married right away, then I won't have to deal with this anymore. That is a lie. You will still deal with it because it's in your heart. It's a heart issue, and that's what has to be dealt with.
1: We see it all too often. There's a man who is struggling with sexual sin, maybe an addiction to pornography. But he thinks, my problem will all go away when I get married. But it also goes the other way. Many young women know that their fiancés are struggling, but they marry them anyway, thinking the same thing. Marriage will fix this. Today we're going to answer the very common question. Should a woman marry a man who is struggling with pornography? I'm your host Nate Dancer and this is Purity for Life. woman marry a man who is struggling with porn? I asked biblical counselor Jim Lewis to look at what scripture might say about this important issue.
2: We receive emails from men and women asking us counseling questions, and the one that we're addressing today is common. A woman wants to know if she should continue in her plans to marry her fiancé, having recently discovered that he has an issue with viewing pornography. I'm going to offer an answer from the perspective of a biblical counselor to men who struggle with porn addiction. My assumptions are that this woman is a sincere Christian who wants a solid, God-honoring Christian marriage with biblical standards in place. I also assume that he is a professing Christian or she would not have allowed the relationship to progress so far as to get to the point of engagement. I assume that, as we do, she regards viewing pornography as a serious moral issue and a sin against God and others. This is not a little thing. This is a serious problem that, if not dealt with, will eventually wreck this marriage and severely hurt or ruin lives. Not knowing many of the actual details, but based on my experience, I'm going to assume for the sake of this argument. That her fiancé has been viewing pornography for a while and has just recently confessed or been discovered. I also want to offer hope that help is available and every life can be set free from sexual sin, but a man has to want it and seek help to get free. From a biblical perspective, answering the question, should we get married, let me offer this counsel. In 2 Corinthians six fourteen and 15, Paul writes, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Paul is not specifically dealing with marriage here in this passage. But the principle absolutely applies. He is arguing that in intimate personal relationships, a Christian has no business getting yoked together in an equal partnership with an unbeliever. That automatically makes the partnership unequal. The two will be disparate in every way. And this applies to business. This applies to close friendships. And this certainly applies to the most intimate of all human relationships, which is marriage. A Christian woman has no business marrying a non-Christian man, which means that she should never date one in the first place. Now, we've not established that this young woman's fiancé is not a Christian, just that he has a problem viewing porn. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit decide whether or not he belongs to Christ, since that's his job and not mine. I'm just going to say that he's dealing with a serious sin issue that threatens his walk with the Lord, and he is not walking in obedience. He has, until recently, not been walking in the light of truth. If he has been viewing pornography for a while... You can take for granted that he has a serious issue with fantasy, lusting after women in his life, not just looking at images, and sexual behaviors, including self-gratification. There may not be other acting out behaviors, but they would come in time if the issue is not dealt with. The biblical picture of being unequally yoked is quite simple. A farmer wanting to plow his field would never put two animals in a yoke together that were of different breeds. Two horses, two mules, two oxen, but never a horse and an ox, or a mule and an ox, or even a horse and a mule. Why not? Because they would kill each other. Well, perhaps not literally, but you have two animals that are built differently, with different strengths, different gaits, and even different ways of thinking. Two oxen or two horses just think the same way, walk the same way, pull the same weight. They know how the other thinks and reacts because they're the same. Now apply that to marriage. The goal of a marriage is to make two become one. This means, at least, that the two should share the same mindset, the same goals, be going in the same direction. For the Christian, it is absolutely essential that the two be of the same faith, the same love, and the same commitment to the Lord Jesus.
1: Should I marry a man struggling with porn? The question is obviously asked by women who are seeking help and counsel. In this recent interview, Jim Lewis sat down with our co-founder, Kathy Gallagher, to answer the question directly. We hope you're blessed by her wise insight and experience on this important issue.
2: Kathy, we recently received an email here at Purity for Life from a young woman who wants to know, should I move forward in my engagement with my fiancé now that I have discovered He has an issue with pornography. How would you answer that question?
0: I would answer that question by saying you probably should wait. Um, I would not, I definitely would not marry a guy who is struggling with pornography because getting married is not, it's not going to make that problem go away. Uh, A lot of people think it would. A lot of people believe that getting married is the answer to their lust, their fantasy life, to their passions for each other. Um, but marriage, it temporarily, yeah, may calm that down some, but the issue is not marriage. Getting married will not change a heart. And that is what lust, lust is a heart issue. It's, um, a sin issue. So yeah, I definitely would tell any young woman or any woman for that matter, who's contemplating getting married. If a man is struggling with pornography, it's better to
2: wait. Definitely better to wait. Kathy, so many times we see this in the men who come to Pure Life. They sincerely believed that when they got married, this problem with porn will just go away. And we also see women who knew of their husband's issue before they got married, but she believed the same thing. When we get married he'll get better. What would you say to the engaged couple to warn them? I would definitely be dealing
0: with um them looking at each other as the answer to their um passions. You know, there there is the side to um people that love each other and they want to be together and obviously the union, the sexual union is a tremendous thing for a couple. Um, when they get together. So I don't want to discount that or minimize the power of that connection that a man and a woman have together. But for a guy who's struggling with pornography, um, and that's been his go-to to satisfy the lust that's in his heart, and that's the issue. It's a lust issue. It's not just a physical buildup. It's that, but it's lust. And if he's been giving over to that, that has been his way of life. He may find that marriage is disappointing because what happens with pornography and what happens in person are very different. And men tend to be very visual and it just does not play out the same way in married life. If you've been corrupted by pornography, you don't see things right. You don't think right about sex. And so for a woman to marry into that Corrupted thinking, she's asking for trouble. She's asking for problems. She's asking for heartbreak because he needs to go through a period of some serious counseling and some serious repentance um, and getting his heart and his mind right and bringing his body under control of the Holy Spirit before he goes into marriage, instead of thinking that if I marry, if we get married right away, then I won't have to deal with this anymore. That is a lie. You will still deal with it because it's in your heart. It's a heart issue, and that's what has to be dealt with.
2: So you absolutely believe that this man needs help. He needs to get help. He can't handle this on his own. Would you also recommend that the woman get help and counsel as well
0: absolutely yeah she needs help she needs to know what she's stepping into and go into it with her eyes open now any woman that understands the power of addiction sexual sin in particular pornography um specifically and she has studied it researched it learned about it even been to counseling and then decides to go into it then you know yeah, what are you gonna say? It's I, I can just tell you from a lot of experience, personal and just counseling for decades, women who have done that, who have gone into it with kind of a Pollyanna sort of a rose colored glasses mentality about it that that I am gonna be enough for him. I had the same thought. I really did believe that it wasn't before I got married, but I after Steve and I were married and all the stuff came out. I really thought that if I did certain things that he would see how amazing I am and that I could satisfy all of his desires. That was such a lie and such a, I was in so much denial. I didn't want to face the truth or the reality of what he was in and what he was dealing with. And so Yeah, I highly recommend getting into counseling with people who know what they're talking about when it comes to sexual sin, not just go to some psychotherapist and whatever, but people who have really been down the road and understand what sexual sin is and how it should be dealt with in a biblical way, because you're not going to be able. You're not enough. I hate to say that, but it's true. You are not enough to keep him from wanting to go back to that place where it's very comfortable and very soothing to go back into the pit of pornography.
2: We have to believe that this is a Christian woman writing us to ask this question, and probably a church member. How important is it to bring this issue into the light with spiritual authority, to take this issue to the pastor who may not know, and allow him to guide them and give them his counsel?
0: Yeah, it's definitely the thing to do. They should both humble themselves. They both would have to, especially the man, requires a great deal of humility or humbling yourself to to go to somebody, a spiritual leader, especially someone that you probably want to impress and acknowledge and be real with and open about. And the, the woman as well needs to it's humiliating for her as well. So they need to come together in that sense and go before a spiritual leader. But I would say this that you, it is so important to understand the heart of your pastor and what kind of counseling are you going to get. Because there's a lot of people who, spiritual leaders, not all for sure, but there are spiritual leaders who would say, who believe that if you got married, the whole thing will just blow over. And it's just not the case. I've been doing this for too long. And it's really important for both of you to get good, solid, biblical counseling from godly people who know what they're talking about.
2: Let's take a best-case scenario and say that this young man gets counseling, that his fiancé gets counseling as well, uh, he is overcoming his sexual sin. He's walking it out. Is there a rule of thumb? How long should they wait before they finally get married?
0: Well, that's kind of a hard, hard thing to say because it really does depend on him. How well is he actually doing? How, you know, all of that. I, I guess for me, and I tend to be on the cautious side, I would say give it a year. Um, I know that sounds like an eternity for young people, but believe me, you both, you will not regret waiting, praying, and walking in the victory, if that's what you have, if you are overcoming, uh, is a better word, I don't like the word victory, if you are overcoming, if you're an overcoming believer, um, and you're doing that for a good solid year, I would say then you're both more prepared for the future, and yeah to be a married, to be a one-unit, um, I'm just calling it a one-unit couple, but one unit, you you become one at marriage, and you'll be much more prepared for that relationship if you wait,
2: the longer you wait. Well, this has been an important conversation, and I want to thank you for your counsel and for uh, being here with us today. Thanks, Jim.
1: When Josh met his fiance in college, he had already been struggling with porn for a long time. They made plans to get married, hoping that marriage would just make the problem go away. He talked about this in one of our Ask the Counselor YouTube videos. I'll let him tell you in his own words why marriage was not the solution.
3: Before we were married, my wife was aware of my porn addiction we had high hopes that marriage was going to be the answer. You see, we had this notion that all the problems we were having because of my porn addiction would simply go away the moment we were lawfully wedded. And the provision of guilt-free sex would render the temptations of pornography utterly useless. We soon found out that wasn't the case. And the many wives and husbands who have gone through our residential program and our Overcomers at Home phone counseling program will tell you the same. Marriage is the only biblically-prescribed way to have fulfilling, healthy, and God-honoring sexual relations between a man and a woman. But if marriage were enough to fix the problem, then pornography and other various sexual sins would be a rarity. So, what is the problem? Well, let me start off by telling you that pornography is not the problem. What? What do you mean pornography isn't the problem? Well, as any gardener will tell you, weeds aren't eradicated by simply mowing over the top of them. You've got to extract the root system if you want to get rid of the weed. Marriage is therefore often seen and used as a mower, which is why many husbands and wives continue to deal with pornography long after they say, I do. Pornography addiction is what comes forth from out-of-control lust. The Bible says in the book of James, but each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then, when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Now in this passage, the Bible explains that each person has certain enticements in this life they are drawn to. In this video, we are dealing with the lust for sex. Now for me personally, Drugs or alcohol never attracted me, so I never faced any addictions to them. Sex was my main lust. For others, sex is just one in a list of many addictions. But whether it's one huge draw or many, the fact remains that each person has certain lusts that they are prone to indulge. When someone with a porn addiction walks down the aisle, they are bringing with them their lust for sex This lust has been fed by giving in to its temptations over and over and has gotten out of control. Marriage cannot kill the lust that has been nurtured in the heart. Sure, the excitement of the wedding and honeymoon may cause the urges to subside for a time, but the lust for sex will re-energize and the same temptations will come knocking once again. Marital intercourse, which is a blessing from God when it occurs in a pure love relationship, will not satisfy that longing for forbidden fruit in a lustful person's fantasies. Sexual lust cannot just be mowed over. Going back to my own story, I thought that if I managed my lust with purchasing books on the subject, listening to more Christian music, attending support groups and accountability groups, using internet filtering software, and yes, getting married, that I would eventually conquer it. But it kept continually conquering me. Now those things I did Weren't bad, and for sure filtering software is essential for the Christian today. But they were merely surface-level tactics, quick fixes that completely avoided getting to the vast root system underneath it all. Which brings me to my next point. Sin is the problem. The human heart is prone to sin. Pornography, along with other various sexual perversions and iniquities, are simply the outward manifestations of a heart given over to sin. Jesus says in Matthew 5, You have heard it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Jesus takes this Old Testament commandment that focused on the outward action of adultery and focuses in on the very root of the issue. In another passage, Jesus repeats this thought when he says, For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. The Bible is quite clear. Sexual lust is a sin problem, and it is found in a person's heart. Porn addiction is not all the person deals with. When a person continually caves into the temptations of their lust and is carried away and controlled by them, James clearly teaches that that unchecked lust Will bring forth sin, and sin will bring death. Someone who's a slave to their sin brings death into every situation they are in, upon which a godly marriage cannot be built. A heart conquered by death will bring selfishness, pride, hatred, discord, anger, suspicion, and strife into a marriage. There will be pain, frustration, isolation, sorrow, and much misery. And if there are children, they will go through the same devastation and confusion. A lifestyle of sin justifies more sinful behavior. When I was allowing sin to control my life in the early stages of our marriage, I actually became more desperate to get my sin and ended up doing things I never thought I would do in order to get it. So is there any hope in this situation? Most definitely, yes. There is hope because it is sin. Now, modern-day psychologists scoff at the idea of calling sexual addictions sinful, but there is a liberating aspect to calling it sin. The very fact that it is sin means that a way of escape has been provided. Matthew 1.21 says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Hebrews 9.28 says, Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. Christ's death means the wiping away of sins. But this only happens to those who repent of their sins and turn to God. To conquer porn, you must conquer sin, and sin is conquered through repentance. Acts 3.19 says, Now, repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Let me reassure you that porn addiction is conquerable through Jesus Christ. The grip that porn addiction had on me and the havoc it wreaked in my marriage is gone. I had to humble myself and acknowledge my behavior as sinful, repent of the sin of sexual lust in my heart, turn to God, and put my faith and life in the hands of Christ. And because of that, I have enjoyed a marriage of 13 plus years free from porn addiction. Your marriage cannot be built on the shifting sand of porn addiction. It must be built upon the rock of a relationship with Christ and adherence to his word. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects the city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. Begin your marriage the right way,
1: with the Lord at the center. So if you're asking, should I marry my fiancé if he's struggling with porn? The answer is, absolutely not. Not until he gets help. Marriage is not the answer to any sin problem. But as we close today, I'm reminded that probably there are some of you listening who are saying, I wish I would have heard this years ago, because you did marry a man who was struggling with pornography, and today you are suffering as a result of that choice. I want to encourage those in this situation that, Our 30 plus years of ministering to men in sexual sin has made it abundantly clear that there is help in Jesus for any man struggling with pornography. We have married men who come to pure life, whose secret life has been exposed, who have devastated their wives with their betrayal. Their marriages hang in the balance. Now, Our first concern is not to see their marriages preserved, but their souls saved. We know that these men's only hope is to come into a right relationship with Jesus Christ, because he is the only answer provided for the cure of man's sin. And we hope that while the man is getting counsel, his wife will join our wives counseling program as well, In time, we see the Lord get these men and women straightened out. The husband is set free from lust and porn and pride and guilt. The wife, in turn, learns to let go of the bitterness and the resentment that has built up in her heart over the years. We've seen couples who have been married 20, 30, or even 40 years who are, for the first time in their married lives, equally yoked together in the Lord. Whether you're dating, engaged, or married to a man struggling with porn, we're here to help. You can visit purelifeministries.org to find the answers and the tools that you need. Thank you for joining us today on Purity for Life. We'll see you next time. Purity for Life is a production of Pure Life Ministries. For over 30 years, Pure Life Ministries has been the go-to for those whose lives have been devastated by sexual sin. Visit us on the web for more information about our life-changing counseling programs and powerful teaching materials. Also check out our video clips of men and women whose lives have been radically transformed. All that and more at purelifeministries.org.